0: Hello, and welcome to the Writers of the Future podcast. This is John Goodwin, your host. Writers of the Future is a contest created by Elwin Hubbard to provide a means for the aspiring writer or artist to have their creative efforts seen and acknowledged. Today, I'm glad to welcome back a guest that we had recently, Mr. Tim Powers. Um, he's an instructor for the Writers of the Future workshop. Last time we talked about his um, uh, creativity as a fantasy author, but now as, a, as an instructor for Writers of the Future workshop, um, he uses various essays by L. Ron Hubbard in the workshop itself, and one of the ones that uh, he spoke about in the um, Writers of the Future online workshop is a, uh, an essay that was uh, written in, I think, the 1940s entitled Suspense. So welcome
1: back, Tim. Thank you, John. Yeah, The article might have been written in, say, the 40s, but what Hubbard says about suspense is always true. It was true in Homer's and Shakespeare's times and uh, Hemingway, and it'll be true 100 years from now. And Hubbard very effectively illustrates how to do suspense. He points out that it can be difficult to achieve because you can say, What well, look, I've got a whole bunch of action. Um, why is it not suspenseful? And he illustrates the difference by giving you a paragraph of admittedly dramatic action, but then does it again with suspense as an element. And you can look at the two examples and say, oh yeah, I see, I see how suspense works in a scene. And uh, uh, the points he makes is that while In either case, something needs to be accomplished and it's dangerous. In one example he gives, it's uh, this uh, guy from the Foreign Legion needs to get water back to his uh, companion soldiers, but the stream is uh, being guarded by some hostile sentry. Simply presented as that, the reader is simply left thinking, "Yeah, boy, that's kind of a puzzle." Yeah, huh? I don't know. He's going to have to figure that one out. But the way Hubbard revises it, it's he needs to do it now. It, it 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 can't wait. This situation will only difficult as it is. It will only be even possible for a short amount of time, and he has some close calls. The guy has to move over rocks without making a sound and uh, accidentally does make a very slight clinking the canteen on a rock. And the sentry does pause and glance before looking back the way he had been. And he, in effect, ups the bet, makes it a more costly bet. The risks are greater Mm -hmm. and more immediate, only three or four feet away. The goal is more urgent. Uh, He needs to accomplish that or his uh, companions will die. And it has to be within the next few minutes. And by giving us the point of view of our poor harried character he really does let the reader participate to the extent where the reader also is getting a little nervous and alarmed (laughs) and anxious yeah. yeah and uh he really does make it very graspable for someone who thinks you know how can how can some of these writers do that Uh, You know, um, Ian Fleming, Dean Kuntz, um, Michael Connelly. I want to do it. How do they do it? Well, they don't tell you. They don't have a footnote for the aspiring writer. Luckily, Hubbard did, in effect, give us a footnote. In fact, it's a whole article. Right. You sort of implicitly, instinctively know what suspense is certainly you know when you're reading it but it helps to have it crystallized and laid out so you can say ah i get it i can i can apply this to any story that's right not yeah. just a story about a foreign legionnaire trying to get water to his pals yeah uh, the, I, I, grasping the basic math of it i can go do it with any story
0: so have you um when you teach this in in the uh, in the workshop is it an easy concept to grasp or is it something that, that takes a person just like doing and doing and doing it? It's like, because it's one of those things that you really enjoy and it, you can tell when it's not there, but to actually create it.
1: It still takes several tries. Mm-hmm. It's still, it, even, even though you see the shape of what you want to do, it's still hard to um, carve your scene into that shape. It's like you can have a paintbrush and a canvas and you can see the thing you want to paint but somehow you're not making it happen on the canvas. Right. Um, But with Hubbard's examples and his description of the effect you want to get, you can very readily hold your own up and say, oh, here's where I missed. Here's where I fell short. And when you can see where you didn't succeed in doing what you wanted to do, you're halfway to doing it the correct way, mm-hmm. or that is, doing it an effective way, because there, there isn't any one correct way. It's, um, it's, like, it's like learning, I don't know, a dance step. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's something that will apply in a lot of uh, situations.
0: In his um, essay, he, he opens it next to checks. The most intangible thing in this business of writing is that quantity suspense. It is quite as elusive as editorial praise, is hard to corner and recognize as a contract writer. But without any fear of being contradicted, I can state that suspense, or rather the lack of it, is probably responsible for more rejects than telling an editor he is wrong. So, I mean, for, for him, he's just it's very, very clear that suspense is, is an integral part of a story to pull it along not just action
1: yeah in fact right he points out in that same article that action simply isolated two guys fighting with swords or knives or fists or battleships just that alone who cares Mm -hmm. uh we don't know these people we don't care if they kill each other or not we don't care if they go home we're indifferent to them But suspense is the thing that makes readers turn a page and ultimately toward what you really want is where they're turning the pages helplessly, captive, Mm -hmm. uh, not answering the phone, not going to bed, uh, skipping work, losing their jobs. You want it to be that absolute capture As he points out, it's elusive. It's hard to define. It's easy to say those things I just said. But then you say, okay, so how do I do it? How do I get that effect? How can I um, achieve that urgency Mm -hmm. in the reader? And um, his examples and explanation are as good a signpost as I, I think one could get, short of doing it and doing it. A number of times, but at least when you're doing it this way, you'll know what quarter of the compass you're aiming at. Right. In fact, another bit of advice is um, stories that you found very effective, you need to reread them. Mm -hmm. I always enjoy rereading stories, but even if you don't, you have to do it, reread it and reread it again. Because the first time you read a suspenseful story, you're like a passenger on a roller coaster you're just, wow, oh, my God, wow, Whoo! wow, that was great. But the fourth time you ride that roller coaster, you're not so distracted by the landscape whizzing past. You're able to look at the superstructure, look at how they shored up uh, the, the scaffolding there, um, what kind of bolts they used, uh, what kind of angles, uh, what degree of, um, you know, slope. Right. Right. Uh, You'll be able to look, in other words, at more objectively and uh, less distracted by the stuff happening on stage. You'll be able to look at exactly how did he do that to me? Ah, uh, look, note this paragraph, note here uh, this uh, particular focus on the symptoms of unease and alarm in a character. Note uh, the way he conveys time getting short. Note the way he plausibly escalates the cost of pursuing this course. Uh, So, yeah, rereading is crucial. And I'm always very happy to reread old books I've liked. Good. So, in terms of somebody
0: um, addressing the subject of suspense, other or in addition to just reading the essay, any other any other comments or tips?
1: Well, uh, put yourself as much as possible into the character's predicament. Uh, try to Im- first make sure you're aware of the entire predicament, including the surroundings, the weather, the air temperature, the what the pavement or carpet or whatever is underfoot uh what the character's wearing do you want to totally inhabit the scene and then you want to as much as possible conjure up try to share vicariously the urgency the character is facing oh my god she's tied to the railroad tracks and the uh, 510 from yuma is is only minutes away I should get a pair of bolt cutters. Oh, uh, well, I've got some fingernail file. You want to, as much as you can, participate in that character's urgency, which I think you'll find causes the description to become kind of tunnel vision. The character's uh, concerns are going to be very tightly focused. Mm-hmm. Uh, pass that car. Run that red light. How far away are the train tracks? What time is it? It's, gonna, it's not as earlier scenes might have, going to include uh, a more leisurely description of the surroundings or the dashboard, uh, whether his shoes are comfortable. It's going to be much more obsessive and concentrating on each subsequent step of his uh, urgent quest. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank
0: you very much, uh, Tim, for discussing this uh, this essay. I think it's it's really important because it is one of the ones that we use in the Writers of the Future workshop for the winners.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely. So,
0: um, and thank you very much for listening to this podcast. It was made available as part of the Writers of the Future to provide that helping hand for the aspiring writer or artist for the creative efforts to be seen and acknowledged. So, once again, thank you very much, Tim.
1: Thank you, John.